Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. Hello and welcome to the following on podcast from Talk Sport. You find us in Candy, two hours south of Dambulla, and it's snake country. I'm John Norman, alongside me today, Gareth Batty and Neil Manthorpe. And on the show, Chris Wokes on England and Warwickshire teammates Ollie Stone's impressive first showing in an England shirt. Looked like he'd been in international cricket for a while. You know, it's an exciting thing to have him in the team with, with myself. And shortly after the conclusion of the second ODI, Stone himself told Talk Sport now he's got a taste of international cricket. He wants plenty more. To start the first two and put in a good performance today, it's always, it's always pleasing and hopefully I can take that on into the next one or the next three if, if selected and just, yeah, like you say, keep doing well and hopefully the, I'll keep getting picked. It's not all about the talk sport crew in the England team though. Today's following on Fan Zone Spotlight, Rob from Northampton. We also talk snakes, fear of heights with Gareth Batty and Neil Manthorpe. And don't forget, if you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe through your favourite podcast app and stay up to date with all the news from England's Tour of Sri Lanka. You're listening to Following On. Well, greetings from Candy, and I would say that outside of Gore, this is the most picturesque cricket ground in Sri Lanka. Absolutely beautiful. Really looking forward to the third and fourth ODIs here. There's a shade here, actually. I'm trying to work out. There's a little bit of Caribbean about this ground, isn't there, Gareth? It's surrounded all the way around by trees. It's open on both sides. Actually, no, do you know what it's like? It's a little bit like um, the Abu Dhabi Stadium, but without desert. Instead of desert, as far as the eye can see, this one is encased in rich, uh, rich, very lush greenery trees as far as you can see there's the mountains uh, in the background beautiful sunny day here in candy today and uh, gareth batty fresh from snake catching uh joins me now wow that was an introduction to the stadium wasn't it yeah i mean i, I was you know bizarrely enough walking around the back actually looking for a toilet and i saw a bit of commotion so i had to wander over and i could see they had the big poles out and all this sort of thing and 
Then this uh, little gecko ran out, which I panicked and started running off, so they're all taking the mick out of me. But in the end, they were, they were looking for a cobra, which they got out, and they got it up one of the big metal poles that they put the stanchions up with and into a bag at the end and released it into the, uh, the stream that lung, runs alongside the ground. Well, yeah, the stream that runs alongside <laughs> us. Yeah, I didn't know that at the start of the story. This is ridiculous. I'm already... Like, there's a tree, the branch is just overreaching over where we're talking and halfway through that story I'm just peering up thinking oh hang on a second I mean on the way here from Dambulla we, we had uh, about a two hour coach journey from Dambulla to Candy you go south um, and it's it's uh, a bit of a windy up and downy kind of uh, track really isn't it uh, we had the playlists out again yourself Jared and uh, James Savundra and uh, well I gave you a short shrift but Maka <laughs> Maka I mean if, if you thought Maka couldn't love love you more than he did he was applauding he was cheering um less so from me and jared savs was a bit more he's the only guy here under 30 yeah. but his tunes actually weren't too bad and jared was as you'd expect with jared uh, very um i don't know if you notice this but very they're very it was a rich and varied array of music but all of them uh, had very strong narrative because he loves a story within a within a song that's that's the link between them all but um yeah we find ourselves in candy and after a week in dambulla a lot of the boys were quite keen to get here it is a it's a nice spot we've only just got here but i mean i, I don't want to do dambulla down to be honest i had a great seven days there yeah i mean it was nice that the difference initially is this is the birthplace of the king this is where Kumar Sangakara is from. Elvis. <laughs> so, so straight away you, you feel like uh, it's a bit more regal than Dambulla. But um, no, I mean the jungle was amazing. The only the only criticism would be there were a lot of bugs, and uh, it was an interesting place at night with uh, and there were some big bugs, which I don't think we're going to see quite the same here. It's a bit more picturesque. You can see some of the tea plantations sort of going up the mountains and surrounds. Um, it is a beautiful, beautiful uh, cricket ground, this and place so far. Well, look, we've uh, arrived in Candy, and Andrew McKenna does as Andrew McKenna does. He was off the coach and round the ground and with a microphone in the direction of an England player within about five minutes of us getting here. Let's hear what Chris Wokes, England bowler, had to say after a very successful second ODI. Good uh, start to the series for us. Obviously a bit of a stop-start with the, with the weather around and stuff. So to get the, the win on Wednesday was, you know, was important for us. Um, you, know, you always want to start a series well, and the fact that it's been a stop-start, we haven't been able to, to hit the ground running. So it was important we got that win, and you know, feel, we feel like we're in a good place. Even though we don't feel that we actually played our best game on Wednesday, there's still more to come from us. For yourself, a nice threefer. Um, it seemed to come out nicely for you as well. Yeah, it did. It felt, yeah, it felt good. Um, felt as good as it has on the tour so far. Um, really good to get back out in the middle and have that competitive edge, I suppose. Um, we played a warm-up game, which was obviously rain-affected. We've had quite a bit of practice, which has been rain-affected. Obviously, the first game, not getting a bowl out there. So, uh, yeah, it was really good to get out there and, like you said, to pick up three wickets. Um, it was you know, it was crucial for, for the game for us. Um, you know, I was really pleased with, with the way I bowled. I know you're all England players here, but there must have been a part of you in the early stages of Dan Buller, two Warwickshire players opening the bowling for England. There must have been a sense of pride. Yeah, it was. I mean, it's great to have another another bear in the side. Um, you know, really pleased with Ollie with what he's been through injury-wise over the last couple of years to come come back and produce what he has. Um, you know, he's done fantastically well for Warwickshire over the last year or so, um, and deserves his chance. And you know, I was really pleased the way he obviously came in and you know hit straps straight away. Looked like he'd been in you know in international cricket for a while. So um, you know, it's an exciting thing to have him in the team with with myself. And uh, yeah, I think Warwickshire and you know the, the county will be pleased as well. 
for we've spoken so much about spin being a huge part of this, but actually, seam played a big part of it. Obviously, the way that you two opened up for England, Lasith Malinga completely changed the course of the England innings. You know, looked like it might be three twenty, ended up being you know two eighty. Seam can still play a part here, can't it? Yeah, it can. I think one day cricket, regardless of the conditions, you know, at some point guys are going to come after you, which creates chances. Um, you know, I think the, the the new ball the other day for us, it, it just offered a little bit from a length. Um, you know, more off the pitch, a little bit of bounce there. Um, you know, whether obviously new conditions here, we don't know whether that's going to be the case. But I think when you get on top with the new ball, it's, it's important that you can you, you maintain that pressure. And me and Ollie did that really well. So, yeah, I mean, Lassith obviously is a you know world class performer. He's done it for a hell of a long time, uh, and proved that he's obviously still still very good. We're speaking while practice is going on. Is there any way that you can practice to face Lassith Malinga, or is the only thing you can do actually get out in the middle? Because I can't think of technology that can replicate what he can do. I can't see how you can practice it. No, it's hard to replicate his bowling action in particular. I mean, you, you can get guys throwing at you with a with a bit more of a round arm. Um, the guys using the dog sticks in the nets, you can get them to use it, but it's actually a difficult skill to, to do. Obviously, not many guys do it, do they? So, um, you know, a lot of the guys have faced him quite a bit before you know as of myself but it doesn't seem to get any easier the more you face him to be honest so you know you've got to get in the middle you've got to you know see it for yourself and you've got to find a way I think to, to combat his, his skills um, you know we'll certainly sit down and think about that um, you know we can't let him get five for 40 every game so um, you know it's something that we need to look at and try and combat in the next game. Cricket is a very stats driven game at the moment you are the leading bowler in terms of economy rate in the opening te- power play overs, and you're also up there with the leading wicket takers in world cricket at the moment. Does that mean anything to you, or is it all about winning games? Um, I mean, it's always nice to know that you're going well and you're doing your job for the team. I think you know it's important that you're contributing to England wins, which is obviously which I try and do. Um, you know, being a part of this squad at the minute is fantastic. Obviously, we've won a lot of games in the last couple of years, and you know we want to continue that leading into a big year next year. So, um, you know contributing to wins is the most important thing but like you said there it's nice to know that you you know I suppose you get that recognition of, of doing your job well and you know I don't try and do anything special I just try and execute my plans execute my skills um, you know hopefully that's the enough to do it on the day execution brings me on to the next stat this England bowling attack have bowled now more than 10,000 deliveries in one day international cricket without overstepping the front line that's a staggering number yeah it is it's um yeah, it's great to hear, I suppose. I think it's something that we haven't... I suppose it's not something which we've sat down and said we, we have to keep our foot behind the line. I think it's just something as a bowling unit and the bowls that have bowled over that time know that how dangerous they can be if you bowl them in terms of you know, it being a, such a, a bad effect on the game for you as a bowling side. Um, you know, they can lose your games of cricket. You know, one, one no ball in a crucial part of the game can, you know, can cause you, you know, seven runs or more you know, with guys hitting boundaries off it as well. So... Um, you know, with the free hit that follows, they can be you know, disastrous for a bowling side. So you know, it's a great stat to have and we need to continue that we, we make sure that we keep our foot behind the line. Um, you know, it sounds like a basic skill, but you know, a lot of guys or teams around the world do still bowl them. So um, you know, credit to our guys that we haven't done it for a long time. I mean, a lot of people will say exactly that, well, you're supposed to do it, therefore should it be that surprise? But it's not as simple as that, is it? No, it's not. And I think... You know, sometimes you do get criticised for bowling for bowling no balls, but when you're, you know, you're running in at you know a serious pace and trying to let the ball go as fast as you can, and you know also focusing where you're trying to bowl the ball. You know, sometimes it, 
you know, that's, that slight slip of concentration, as a batsman sometimes does, plays a rash shot, you do slightly overstep the line. And, you know, that's why it's such a, you know, it's a great stat to have. You know, 10, over 10,000 balls is you know, a hell of a lot of deliveries where the guys are obviously concentrating and executing their skills very well. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. If your passion for travel is on par with your passion for cricket, then I have some excellent news. The ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is being hosted in Barbados this June, which makes it the perfect destination for your summer holidays this year. To make the most of your trip, you can also experience eight matches from the series in Barbados, including England against Scotland and England against Australia. In under a month's time, you could be spending your days exploring the vibrant streets of Bridgetown, drinking rum in the sunshine and experiencing exotic Bayesian delicacies in the culinary capital of the Caribbean. There truly is something for everyone. There's no need to wait a second longer. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados. Truly the best place to be a cricket fan. Chris Wokes speaking to Macca there and uh, I mean it was terrific wasn't he he just so often goes under the radar uh, does Chris Wokes but I mean his stats just stand up for themselves and as Jared was saying in commentary during the second ODI when it comes to new ball bowling in white ball cricket there's none better than Chris Wokes in the world yeah and, and let's take this in context um, opening the bowling with the with the power plays particularly in Asia is the hardest place to bowl well they're in the death uh, the last five or six over. So take your pick which is the hardest. But generally, he's going to do both. So he's always bowling at the hardest times in the game. It goes under the radar purely because England are blessed at the minute with wonderful all-rounders. And you count in a Butler, you count in a Bairstow in that, uh, you count in a Moeen Alley in that, you count in a Ben Stokes in that. I mean, and I'm, I'm forgetting people there. Um, they are just blessed with multi-talented players. And that is the only reason he goes under the radar. Plus, he's, a, he's more of a quiet, unassuming sort of a guy. Well, that's, uh, that's one of the reasons why after that second ODI, where he took a, a bunch of wickets at the top of the order, we were all talking about Ollie Stone afterwards. I mean, that's, that's Chris Wokes in a nutshell, isn't it? I think that's because uh, Darren Goff, who was 
excited to say the least at watching Ollie Stone after the build-up, him saying that uh, you know he liked the lad, and he did ball quite magnificently well. And they worked really well as a partnership. Um, you know, we've spoken to Moe and Ali, and uh, he talks about a partnership of spinners, but actually you're seeing that with the opening bowlers, which I think is a brilliant thing. They complemented each other. Stone bowling fast and back of a length, and Walksy with wonderful skill, nipping it back into the right-handed batsman, and then doing them on the outside with the wicket-taking balls was fantastic bowling. Well, let's hear from Ollie Stone. He caught up with Macca, that man again, following uh, the conclusion of the second ODI back in Dambulla. It was great to finally get out there today. Um, yeah, it was frustrating the other day, but no, to get out there and get my first wicket was, yeah, it was great. It seemed to come out really well as well. There was some good gas in there. Yeah, no, I was happy with how it came out. Um, just tried to run in and keep it simple and, and see, what, see what happens off the pitch. And luckily, yeah, luckily it came out nicely. Did the captain give you any instructions, what he would like you to do, or was it just a case of letting you do your thing? Yeah, no, everyone, everyone said, try and keep it simple, you've, you've got here for a reason, and just try and replicate that out there. So, yeah, just running, kept it simple, tried to, tried to smash away at that length, and if anything came of it, then great. It did seem to work. I mean, <laughs> I've got to expect, you've got a huge smile on your face as we're speaking about this. You're an international cricketer. It feels like you're properly an international cricketer now. Yeah, no, it's great. I'm loving every moment. The boys have been brilliant. And yeah, like you say, I'm just loving it and just riding the wave and, and yeah, just trying to, like you say, keep it as simple as possible, but enjoy my time while I'm here. What was it like having Chris Wokes doing his thing at the other end? A Warwickshire pairing, opening up for England, taking huge chunks out of the Sri Lankan top order. Yeah, no, it's great. Um, obviously, it's been good tapping into his knowledge and the likes of the others as well. And yeah, we sort of know how each other go about it and we could, yeah, speak after each other just to relay what's going on and, yeah, just trying, like you say, trying to keep it simple and, like, it's just great to see him doing well as well. Is Wokesy someone that you talk to a lot during a game when you're playing with uh, Warwickshire anyway and, therefore, no real difference? Yeah, no, it's, it's uh, yeah, it's like you say, it's, I guess, like being at Warwickshire, um, tapping into his knowledge, it does make it easier. You understand each other a bit better, I guess, Um but no, it's good to talk to the others as well and see what, see what their information is as well. We spoke about 10 days ago at the High Commission just after you'd landed and we sort of said, well, I asked you how many games would you like to play on this tour if possible? And you said, just give me as many as I can, I'll, I'll do anything. Well, you've started the first two games. How exciting is that for you? Yeah, no, it's great. And uh, like you say, I, yeah, the other day I'd, I'd take as many as, as they'd give me and to start, to start the first two and... And putting a good performance today, it's always it's always pleasing, and hopefully I can take that on into the next one or the next the next three if if selected, and just yeah, like you say, keep doing well, and hopefully the, I'll keep getting picked. Do you feel comfortable in this England setup already? I mean, some people have spoken about it takes you know maybe ten games, twenty games for them to feel at home. How do, how how do you feel like you're fitting in? Yeah, no, I feel I feel part of the team. Like I said, the lads have been great in terms of welcoming me in. Um, making me feel part of it already um, and yeah like like I say I, yeah I'm loving it and the boy yeah feel welcome and the boys yeah the boys have been great so I guess I feel part of it and hopefully I can keep going. We move on to Candy now ready for uh, matches numbers three and four um, a couple of days before the next one imagine if you got the chance you say could we play tomorrow please because uh, you'd quite like to just keep on going but a bit of, bit of rest not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, no, the yeah, the boys will rest up well. Um, travel day tomorrow and then yeah, a couple of good days training before going into that next that next game and uh, hopefully we can start off on a good good foot again and like I say, get a good result. 
You must have been watching Lasith Malinga from the dressing room. I mean, England were going along very nicely, 190 for three in the 37th. And then all of a sudden, Lasith Malinga does his thing. Now, it's against your team, but as a fellow fast bowler, you've got to be... Were you sitting there in the dressing room going, that's pretty impressive? Yeah, and when you finally go out there and face him, you, you sort of realise how, how good it was. His, his uh, slower ball is very deceiving and... Yeah, the arm speed is, is still the same, so it's yeah very hard to pick, and he bowled really well, and it was just a good job that a few of the lads at the end little cameos, and yeah, we got up to got up to two eighty, which was yeah, which was competitive score. There is no one else like him in world cricket. How important is therefore transfer of information from player to player? Obviously, some of the boys who played in the IPL may have come across him there. Obviously, previous matches against Sri Lanka. There's no way you can prepare for a bowler like Malinga. So is it important that the guys who have faced him pass that information on little cues, maybe things to look out for? Yeah, no, definitely. We After the first game, even though it was, we didn't get a full game in, uh, all the lads spoke to the batters who had been out there and what worked for the spinners and what didn't and vice versa. And yeah, you, like you say, you just, just ask them if there's any little cues that you can pick up which may, which may give it away what he's going to bowl. Um, so yeah, just trying to chat all the time. You bowl with a very high straight arm. Any option, you know, any thought of maybe dropping down a bit and going a little bit sidearm at times? No, I don't think my accuracy uh, will be the same uh, from down there. So, no, I'm going to keep it simple for the time being. Bit of bad news, though, from the England camp. Liam Dawson ruled out of the tour. He's got a side strain. We, at this moment, as we talk, we don't know who the replacement will be or if there even will be one. But, um, you know, just backing the side, bit of a surprise selection for some. Others were also of the opinion that he may not have played here at Candy. Um, but, yeah, big blow for the player. Thoughts about potential replacements? Yeah, I think first and foremost, Liam, you know, heart goes out to you. It's, it's a horrible thing to pick up injuries, and particularly when it looked like, I think the England camp was sort of looking that they might go three spinners for a period of time. Uh, opportunities all any player wants, and unfortunately he's going to miss out on that. Um, so we wish him well and a speedy recovery. But um, moving forward, uh, maybe uh, more of a batting, bowling all-rounder in a Liam Livingston, who we've seen in England shirt recently. Uh, they, might, they may go back to a left-arm spin option in a Danny Briggs. Um, unfortunately, Leach, who's with the test team, doesn't play much white ball cricket uh, for Somerset, so I would have thought they won't go there. Uh, Don Bess is a bit of an outsider, maybe, um, who's had an interesting period where he's, he's not even played too much for Somerset, which I think is uh, something that needs addressing. Um, so it'd be interesting where they go with it. Uh, Neil Manthorpe's hovering. Look at him. He's thinking. He's thinking of his next article or, or commentary piece. Just a quick word from Manners. Manners, you're impartial. You haven't played, uh, you haven't put together a playlist for the coach journey yet. Uh, you listened to three of them today. So uh, are you a Gareth Batty man? Are you a James Savundra man? Or are you a Jarrah Kimber man, considering the 10 songs you heard from all three of them today? James and Jared are a bit young for me, probably, so I'd be more in Bats camp. Although yeah. I, was about <laughs> I was, what a Tony! I asked him this question earlier when Sav was here. He said, "Definitely Sav." I was a bit surprised by some of the choices, though. Those sort of '80s boy bands so took me a, took me by surprise a little bit, Bats. Um, but wait for mine. We'll have some Neil Diamond live in mine. <laughs> Well, 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 that's, uh, that's for the journey to Colombo. So we're a good week away from that yet. Uh, but it's not all about uh, the TalkSport crew. It's not all about the England players. It's also about the England fans. And they arrived in numbers in Dan Buller. And uh, so today we're handing over to the uh, following on Fan Zone. I'm Rob, I'm from Northampton. First started in um, Jamaica in 98, the famous abandoned test. And I've been doing it ever since, really, on and off. 
And so what is your, your favourite touring destination? A lot of people say Sri Lanka, but obviously a lot of people would uh, point towards maybe West Indies as well. Yeah, West Indies is good, but it's very touristy. You know, lots of tour brigades. My favourite tour of all, in funny ways, is Pakistan in 2005. Actually getting out there and, you know, all the um, terrorist threat and everything. But once you're there, it was, it was great. You know, treated great by the locals. It was the most interesting out of them all, really. That's interesting. And, and so what's been, the, uh, what's been the worst place you've been to see England play? Um, definitely the Ashes tour 2006 5-0 terrible never competed in well we did in Adelaide to be fair but it was pretty you know another 5-0 whitewash and packed stadiums and you know just just awful really and you're quite an experienced traveller now so when you go on these long tours what's the one item you couldn't live without um oh English tea bags I always carry a travel travel kettle and Yorkshire tea and so I could always make myself a cup of tea no matter where I am in the world powder milk as well you know uh, what's the longest time you've been away from home from perhaps maybe the Ashes series in um, 05, 06? No, it was um, 2002-2003 Ashes that I went on to the World Cup in South Africa in 2003. So that was like five months in all in all. How did you get the time of work? Oh, I'm self-employed. I'm quite lucky. I work for myself. So I could um, you know, take the time off when I want, really. And so, obviously, you've seen England a lot down the years. Who's your favourite England player of all time, all formats? Well, I did love Michael Vaughan in that famous year, 2002. You know, swashbuckling batsman scored. I think he still holds a record for the most calendar runs in that year. And it was just incredible to watch, really. You know what I mean? And Triscothic as well. He was a really good batsman. Strauss up there as well. You know what I mean? But, yeah, Flintoff as well was very always entertaining, wasn't he? And the current setup who we got here, we've got Joe Root and Owen Morgan back now. Um, who's your favourite England player? in this current team, both in the ODI and in the test formats? Uh, well, obviously, Joe Root's very good in both both formats. But, um, yeah, some very... Um, obviously, Josh Butler is also, you know, um, very destructive, as many are, really. Bairstow is excellent. It is a very, very good one-day side. You know, correctly um, ranked number one in the world, and they'll never have a better chance of winning the World Cup next year on home soil. If they don't win that one, they'll probably never win one, will they? Well, it's true. England's best chance for success in a World Cup, surely next year, 2019. But that's then. This is now... And that brings us to the end of today's following on podcast. I'm John Norman. Thanks to Gareth Batty and Neil Manthorpe. On tomorrow's show, we will preview the third ODI, discuss what changes England might now make now that Liam Dawson's left the tour, and hopefully hear from Owen Morgan. To never miss an episode, be sure to subscribe either on Apple Podcasts or your favourite podcast app. See you tomorrow. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you're keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, 
all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 